0: Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Beers and Boost. I'm Barry. I'm Zach. And I'm Nathan. And I fucked up, so um, yeah, bad job of auditing myself. I only brought in Pincus Munster, but uh, we're doing Pincus Munster versus Varstener's German Pills. And um, this is a very close matchup. Uh, Pincus Munster is 25th overall, where Varstener's German Pills is 26th overall. Ooh. Both are German beers, and um, let's see here, on the list, the German pills got a 3.5 from Zach, a 3.5 from myself, and a 3.75 from Nathan, where the Pinkest Monster got a 3.5 from Zach, a 4 from me, and a 3.5 from Nathan. <laughs> so, very, very close. Very. Um, but before we get into the reviewing of the beers... Do you guys want to talk about some beer news for the first time in a while? Sure. Sure. Uh, so, Zach, you sent over a nice little article that's really interesting. But first, let's talk about something a little local. And that would be that, Let's first of all, let's find the uh, article that you sent me.
1: I totally already Car- forgot about that.
0: <laughs> Carlsberg. Uh, but something a little local. A couple of weeks ago, the U of A announced that they're going to start doing a introduction to brewing. Mm-hmm. And, and fermentation which now this was um originally the u of a fort smith was going to offer this as a partnership with core um and i don't know if it ever actually went into fruition but now okay uh, but now you can do it as um a u of a student you do have to finish bio uh, biology 101 102 and uh chemistry. 101 and 102, I think, were the prere- prerequisites for it. So you can't just be like, oh, a freshman, I'm going to go learn how to make beer right now. <laughs> uh, you got to go. You have to have some knowledge because there is chemistry to water. There is uh, chemistry and biology to fermentation and how yeast reacts and the reaction between pH levels, acidities, and flavor balances. And there is a science to brewing. It's not just throwing everything into a pot and hoping something sticks. Um, so maybe that'll help out the local area a little bit and we can have some more we, beer.
2: Making. We have plenty of knowledge. It's so easy. Like, you know, Leonard Malton. he hosts a movie, uh, uh, History of Movies class at USC. Um, and he just brings in directors and they show films that aren't even out yet. Like, oh, nice. uh, I think they saw, I think, uh, what's his face? David Leach came in and just showed him John Wick before it ever came out. Like, like things like that. Different oh. types of movies, all kinds of genres, that kind of thing. Well, it, we kind of have the same thing here in Northwest Arkansas. You could have a new brewer come in each week and give a talk about what their thoughts are and approaches. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well,
0: um, Brightwater up in uh, Bentonville. Uh, it's got you know sponsorships from Walmart and um, the Walton Foundation and the Museum and the, Amaz- the Amazium and all kinds of... It's a culinary ordeal, culinary school, but not only. It's, it's a kind of a cultural aspect. Um, but they have a culinary school, they have a culinary program, but they also partner with Bentonville and, I mean, sorry, Bike Rack Brewing. Bike mm-hmm. Rack Brews up there in that location. So, I mean, you could easily partner that in with something. Um, there's a lot of, lots of knowledge in this area, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. And now there's going to be more. Um, the other thing that's out there in the world is Carlsberg, The Volkswagen Beetle of the World War Beer, um, they are issuing a green fiber bottle. So it is going to be, according to them, two different prototypes um, for a sustainable paper bottle for beer. So the two new prototypes, uh, let's see here. Both are made from salami source wood fibers, fully recyclable, and have an inner barrier to allow the bottles to contain the beer. One prototype uses a thin, recyclable PET polymer uh, polymer film barrier, and then the other one doesn't really state the other one. It just says they have two versions. So I guess they're maybe using two different types of recyclable materials to see which one works out better. Um, But they are put down as... um, one of the biggest breweries in the world and also they put down on their six-pack maybe the best beer in the world like i mean they're extremely popular they send it out everywhere they're a backer of liverpool that's some big money and some big time dealings in this so i mean if you can get one of the biggest breweries in the world to go to a fully recyclable easy production thing then we're looking at hopefully again the technology becomes cheaper just like with evs and we can get to a greener world, especially in beer, because beer uses so much water, mm-hmm. so.
1: Yeah, I think from what I remember on the article, the bottles, they'll last about a year before they start to degrade, because they are biodegradable, but. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you want to drink it before a year anyway,
1: so. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to yeah. sell or age a yeah. Carl, <laughs> Carlsberg
2: Pilsner. Yeah. It would be funny if they were like, we've developed a new bottle, it's shorter, cylindrical and it's made out of uh, aluminum Uh.
0: (laughs) but it's easily recyclable (laughs) but i think also the idea behind this is these are biodegradable in that if you somehow like it falls out of the recycling truck or somebody just throws it away in litters it will degrade over time which Mm -hmm. would be nice yeah so
1: better than a glass bottle that's just going to shatter and then cut someone open in three years with God knows what kind of diseases and infections on it.
2: <laughs> but if any large brewery wants to utilize what I just said as an April Fool's tweet next year, feel free.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they will. Uh, if you yeah, listen to the probably. Cars episode on Tuesday, you know that people just steal our shit all the time. Yep. So, yep. But anyway, uh, let's get into some World War beers. Uh, let's go ahead and do the one that I don't have because I can't <laughs> audit myself. Um, that would be Varsener's German Pils. Uh, you guys do the drinking. I'll read about it. So German Pils, according to the Brewers Association, is a light-bodied, heavily attenuated, gold-colored, bottom-fermented, bitter German beer showing excellent head retention and an elegant floral hop aroma. Crisp, clean, and refreshing, a German Pils showcases the finest quality German malt and hops. Your, let's see here, commercial examples. Do not include this one. we're failing we're falling apart yep um but it should be between four and a half to five point two percent should be very very light in color um it's adapted from a classic czech style pilsner um mouthfeel medium to light body high carbonation uh flavor should be medium to high hot bitterness dominates the palate and lingers into the aftertaste again not related to an ipa that would be a much much heavier bitter um and the malt character supports the hop bitterness, low to high floral, spicy, or herbal hop flavor, clean fermentation profile, dry to medium dry, crisp, well attenuated, and a bitter aftertaste with a light malt flavor. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. I, I'm getting that. How, uh, Zach,
2: how much does the floral aspect come through for you? I'm not... Because I'm... Maybe I'm misjudging it, but it feels a little more earthy than yeah and when I
1: went in for my first sip I almost got a like a a hint of skunk to it I don't know if that's just my bottle but no
2: that's that's definitely it's not as bad as some of the other lagers that we've had but there's a little bit of skunk but it's not in my mind not bad
1: at all it's it's Um, tolerable levels for me so yeah I don't I do wonder though if
2: I do wonder though if their idea of like saying like er, herbal and floral notes includes that earthy aspect in that
1: possibly it does have kind so. of that that bite to it um mm. it is malty but it's not super malty the hops are kind of there but i almost think they're the way that barry described it what you say light to medium hop flavor i feel like it could almost use a little more because it's yeah. it's just kind of a clean crisp dry lager
2: Yeah. You mentioned the high carbonation. Mine's very carbonated.
1: Yeah. No Uh, head retention, but it does have that, those like attacking mm -hmm.
2: bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. It it, Mm -hmm. it Mm kind of like it doesn't burn, but kind of burns on your, on your tongue. Yeah. That kind of like, um, it's good beer. I like it. It's a solid beer. Beer
0: advocate has a 7.9 on it. And the average on untapped is 3.25.
1: About where we get put it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Solid beer, not the best in the world.
0: Any more to say about it, or do you want to move over to the Pincus? That's kinda of it. It's fairly uh it's pretty simple beer. Let's uh say Pincus Munster, we found out when we first did this is a regional product only. Um Munster Alt is a rare German regional specialty, pale golden with floral aroma and a dry finish. Brewed by Prujit Parr, Pincus Müller Brewery in Munster, Germany. Um It is 5.1%, and they've been around since 1816. An alt beer is a well-balanced, well-attenuated, bitter, yet malty, clean, and smooth amber to copper-colored German beer. The bitterness is balanced by the malt richness, but the malt intensity and character can range from moderate to high. The bitterness should increase with with the maltiness. So it should be even keel all the way. Even if it's low, medium, high, it should be very, very well balanced is basically what it's saying. Um, clean yet robust complex aroma of grainy, rich malt and spicy hops with restrained low to medium fruity esters. Uh, Colors range from light amber to deep copper. Uh, Assertive hop bitterness well balanced by sturdy yet clean, crisp malt characters. Uh, The malt presence and moderate, uh, medium to high attenuation, uh, but considerable rich complexity and somewhat grainy malt flavors can remain.
1: So first blush, it's a lot It's almost sour or tart.
0: That's exactly what I got in my first sip of it It was it was a slightly acidic. Mm -hmm.
1: It's almost Mm -hmm. hard to get the other flavors out of it because I'm kind of getting that one note. It's a good like tart note, but
0: it's got um, there's something a little off with it and I think that's the yeast characteristic and I'm not really exactly sure what it is. It is. I'm led to believe it's the yeast because it doesn't really taste like a grain I'm used to, and it doesn't taste like a hop I know of, and it's not it's bitter and it's dry for what it is and it's slightly sweet, but it finishes way drier than it initially seems like it would, which is either one really good attenuation um
2: I, but it, i would say, I would say it's less or and it's more like the tang you get from like local honey, yeah, that could is be what it. I get um.
0: I remember our first one having a really hefty, intense spice floral profile. Um, more say, so this... than more so than this does, at least.
1: I feel like we it wasn't this just kind of slow, small curve flavor evolution. It feels like, there's not a, as much going on as I remember. It's not hmm. bad,
2: but mine. I do have to admit I almost forgot to put this in the fridge. Mm-hmm. So mine's actually a little warmer than like straight out of the fridge would be. because uh, I put it in maybe at noon. So two hours ago. Two hours ago. Um I get heavy floral, really strong flavor hmm. from mine. Maybe
0: seeing so that. So I don't walnut. know. No. Mine's kind of from a pool section. It was at the top of my keyser, which doesn't... So my keyser is a keg built. It's a chest freezer with um, two by fours around it to allow for the height of kegs to sit in there. And then where the two by fours isn't insulated, so there's, it's obviously warmer right there than it is down below. And this was sitting on top of my kegs. Um, so it's probably more so in the 45 range. Like It's just barely cool. So I assume it's probably like Zach's is the coldest, mine's the middle range, and Nathan's is probably closer to room temp. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't get enough of the extra yet, and maybe it does need to go to that nice fifty-five degree before it gets there. Maybe you know,
2: and mine might be just re- related to the pills. I think there was just more character
0: um, on this one. There's definitely something there. It's, I like the dryness of it. I like the tartness of it. I like the slight funk of it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, does I it,
1: like it. I mean, just, I like it, but does it fit its style?
0: I have. I don't think so, at least in this particular one, just because I feel like it should be more bitter. As it is, if it's supposed to be really well balanced, there's not enough bitter to combat the malty richness because it is it's fairly sweet and funky up front and you get more of a yeast characteristic than you do anything else. Um, Now we did know that this is a specific one to their region. So this is kind of its own style or its own take off of an alt beer. Um, But I would say like, just from hearing your guys' opinions and tasting them, I would say that the Farsener probably leans more to be in more legit to its style than this one does. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that this one isn't meeting its style. Just maybe not all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Which one are you well, going to choose, he's... Barry?
0: Uh, I mean, honestly, I like the sound of the Varsener German pills. <laughs> I mean, I do like this beer. Yeah, that's a good beer. But... but I don't think, if I was given the choice, three beers, pick one, you get to drink these three beers the rest of the day, I don't think I'd choose to have three Munster Alts. And I think that's why... Even though I can't taste it, I think my opinion is I would choose the German pills, like this is a very good beer, but i don't it's kind of like the arrogant bastard take where um it it's got a lot of different things going on with it that you don't really want more than one
2: yeah Zach what do you think? I'm trying to formulate an opinion here.
1: I am as well uh, they're both really good beers. But I almost question if they even should be in this tournament. Some of the other beers that we've had that have just blown us away, I'm not getting that from these now. Like I felt we did initially building the bracket.
2: I think you are correct in an aspect in the sense that we did limit ourselves to one per brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, So there were a few that got knocked out. So yes, these are 25 and 26, but they're more likely... Even down in like the forty, closer to forty range, um, and we get, we didn't get knocked out by them. They were in the threes. Yeah, like which they, means they're
0: very good beers, and they are. So. But, Yingling, oh, um, Yingling was twenty five. They're twenty six and twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they might have made it as like the cutoff at thirty two, um, if we allowed every single one in, but. Okay so I, I don't know that
2: we can fully on full- on judge Pincus for fitting a style when it is kind of a it's build a, your own kind of thing yeah um, local thing I I think I'm gonna go Pincus because I just got more flavor from that beer um, I would kind of agree with you that it's not a day kind of thing. But if I was going to drink a beer all day, I also probably wouldn't choose the Vorsteiner either. I'd probably choose something else. Um, anyway, so um, I just got... When I drank that PK, the first thing that I got was like clover honey, like just like that sweetness, that tang. Um, you saying that, yeah, I, that's kind of what I'm getting now. And I think I just enjoy that beer more than the Vorsteiner. Um, so all being all things being even... Not being able to really weight one or the other based on the way they're made, in my mind at least, I'm gonna go Pinkus.
1: I think I actually am as well. the The German pills is good, but I don't know. There's something about it. Maybe it's just that funk. I'm always a little put off by the the skunky funk. And this one, it's it's not bad. It's not insane OG level of dank. But there's just enough there where I'm just kinda of like, eh, I'll have one. I personally I could do Pinkus more and I just like it it's more just kind of smooth and easy to sip on and drink or hell, you could probably chug it if you wanted to, but but I think I prefer the pinkest. I I think it's a little better than the pills. Pinkest Mr. All. Moving on to the sixteen. Which means we need to find more. <laughs> Thankfully, they have they have a ton. Because I went, what, one or two weeks ago and saw they had a ton, and I didn't pick it up. When I went back, I don't think anyone had touched that. It still, like, snakes its way back and around the corner in the shelf. Like, it's full of Munster Alt.
0: And they're like, well, we'll put out all 24. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's move it on to um, Guinness Milk Stout and uh, New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial. Ooh. Alright, welcome back. We now have two beers that Barry decided to get both of. <laughs> yeah. Good job.
2: I did uh, love that you voted for the one that you didn't have and we voted against it. I know, yeah.
0: right. This yeah. last <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, but no, I have both of these and we've got Voodoo Ranger the Imperial and Guinness Over the Moon Milk Stout. Which one do you guys want to start with?
1: Uh, Should we start with the Milk Stout? You got it. The Imperial's a little heavy.
0: So uh, Guinness Milk Stout gets an 87 from Beer Advocate and an average of 3.6 on untapped. Um, I have to enter in my birth date to get into Guinness's website. Um, And according to their website, it is 5.3%. You should get an aroma of espresso, chocolate, flavor should be cocoa, caramel, Fresh coffee, sweet fruit, palate should be smooth, finishing with a hint of sweetness. Appearance should be deep brown but clear, and a white head. Hops are mosaic, oddly enough. Wouldn't have guessed that. Huh.
1: It is a very smooth, creamy beer. It's very good. It almost tastes like it's nitro, but I don't think it actually is nitro. Imagine if it was, though. Ooh. It'd be like silk. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you wouldn't even know that you had drank it you just have flavor
1: yep <laughs> <laughs> which it's impressive that they got that kind of mouthfeel just from I guess it's probably what lactic acid since it's uh, milked out
0: so lactic acid um, hang on lactic I'm trying to remember my actual stuff in there um, so they use milk powder or uh lactic powder in a lot of times. Um, mm. But the lactic acid actually is what they use to drop pH in a lot of stuff. Um, so mm, I'm trying to remember what they, I forget <laughs> the actual term.
1: Well, their description of the beer is quite accurate. There is a, a little hint of coffee. It's quite chocolatey, almost caramelly. Lactose Lactose,
0: pow- lactose powder. Lactose powder.
1: that's what i was thinking
0: this particular recipe i found online for brewing it uses a whole pound for five gallons that's a lot of milk powder that's that's a lot wow yeah yeah um but a brewer's association uh definition for a milk stout or a sweet stout um oddly enough Guinness does not make the cut on it, but it should be very dark brown to black in color, could be opaque, um, if not it should be clear, a creamy tan to brown head, what head, um, mild roasted grain aroma, sometimes a coffee and or chocolate notes, an impression of cream-like sweetness often exists, fruitiness can be low to moderately high, dicetyl low to none, hop aroma low to none, with a floral and earthy notes. Okay.
2: I have, over the course of time, been recording this podcast, realized I'm kind of tongue-blind to the base flavor of chocolate, like cocoa. Mm. <laughs> like, I have a hard time, like when, there's been multiple times where you guys have been like, well, this is, this comes across really chocolatey, and I'm like, huh, <laughs> okay. What's <laughs> talking about what tastes like? A cough, coffee. Which I do get some of in this one. That's very different. I'll, I'll, but uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's there, kind of funny. I think I'm.
0: You think you? What...
2: Oh, I was just saying there is at least just... coffee in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think I, I have a hard time ever like knowing
0: that there's cocoa in something. Mm-hmm. So
1: it is a very different that's... flavor from like milk chocolate.
0: Yeah, I think that's the prominent flavor for me is the chocolate. Mm-hmm. The roasted malt characteristics there, it's a little bit of bitterness from it, um, which adds into the chocolate aspect. But I think the creaminess of it is what really brings out the sweetness and the chocolate aspect to it the most to me. Um, and then the the actual coffee back end is really nice. Um, there's just enough bitter from the hops that accentuates the bitterness from the malt. Um, it, it's kind of like when we, bre- we did the whole Guinness episode. This beer is surprisingly better than it should be. Like, this is really, really well done. Um, I'm not sure if we mentioned the rankings on this. Um, Milk Stout's number nine, um, which is a really high seating. Um, and then the Voodoo Ranger is number 14. 14. Yep. Um, but this Milk Stout is shockingly good. I hadn't had it since we had it on World War Beer, and Same. the smoothness of it, the it just... Everything glides across the tongue in a well-balanced manner. Mm -hmm. Nothing stands out. It all plays well. It all blends well.
1: Uh, This is also from... It's not the actual Irish brewery. This is their... Was it their Open Gate Brewery? The one here in the U.S.? uh,
0: From Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, Open Gate Brewery in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's why we allowed this on, is because it's technically... A U.S. Guinness, where, because right. we do, because we said, you know, you can only have one from one brewery, um, Guinness Extra Stout is the number four overall seed, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this is number nine, it, it, it's pretty fucking close, mm-hmm. um, and speaking of that, uh, Guinness Milk Stout, 4.75, Zach, 4.75 for me, and a 4.5 from Nathan, so, I mean, we're talking extremely high scores, and yep. Yep. It it gets them again, yeah, yeah. This a... is so damn tasty.
1: This is actually the third one I've had from that six pack. Not today, but I opened it when I bought it. I was like, ah, I'll try one." It's been a while since I've had it. I finished it. I was like, "Yeah, I need another one of those."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's such okay, a nice so...
1: change of pace from my usual IPAs and Imperial IPAs.
0: Absolutely, and it's it's such a it's the right kind of stout that you want more stouts for because you know you get a lot of stouts people make and they're like super chocolate super coffee or super roasted malt in it or nine percent and bitter as hell and super hard to drink yep. and it's like i don't always want that sometimes i want a pale ale stout yeah it's so nice to get a stout that has flavor it's balanced it doesn't attack you and it brings me back to when I first started drinking beer and was like, I love a good stout. And now you look out there, even during the winter, and you're like, well, Where did all the stouts go?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Where have all the good boys gone, or good guys gone, or whatever? That wh- what was that song?
1: Where have all the cowboys gone?
0: Well, where are the cowboys gone? Uh, like, where have <laughs> all the stouts gone? Like, come on. Like, there's like, clown shoes, twelve percent, oh, knock you on your ass stout. Great, but I don't want two of them. <laughs> no. Yeah. So it's so nice to come back to such just a damn fine beer. Yeah. Well, and it it comes from even though it's a different
2: brewery, it comes from the company that makes that baseline, yeah, 5% no nonsense style. Yep. Um, it's like so, they know
1: what they're doing. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Oh, but let's uh let's talk about New Belgium. Um, my number 2 or 3 favorite brewery period. In um, Voodoo Ranger, as Nathan pointed out, one of the sneakiest buys ever. And it, honestly, if it came in pints, this would be the best buy in stores because it's ten dollars and it's nine percent. Yeah,
1: this will all the time destroy everywhere. arrogant bastard for <laughs> price for alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: if it came in pints, oh boy. Um, let's see here. Foodoo Ranger on their website, light, gold, some particulate, and substantial white foam. No, I'm sorry, New Belgium. That is is not substantial.
1: I don't see some particulate either.
0: Mine's very clear. Yeah, mine's super clear. clear. Um, Aroma should be strong pine, followed by citrus, grapefruit, and orange, and grass, herbal hop notes, and a light stone fruit graham cracker and bread dough flavor initial sweetness moving quickly to bitter that lingers alongside a pleasing a pleasing sweetness mouthfeel should be coating and warming with a medium to full body uh, it's 9% 250 calories 70 IBUs uses their house ale yeast they use pale and black malts so that's really nice that's how they get that really nice golden color um, and then their hops are delta bravo no, I'm not saying, you know, you're, <laughs> you're um, yeah. what, what you call it, but Delta the and Bravo. Um, they use Centennial, Cascade, Calypso, and Mosaic cops. And that I has. have to say, I've never used Calypso, I've never used Bravo, and I've never used Delta. But here we go, that's what they say. And as I'm not even going to go into the IPA Brewers Association guide because that's just stupid to look at because it literally says... Anything bitter can be an IPA. Um, and this is an Imperial. It's 9%, which does meet the qualifications of an Imperial, should be a double IPA, which is 8% and higher. Um, yeah, this is 9%. It clearly meets it, and it should be very bitter. Yes, it clearly meets it. So, past that, it's up to you and your personal preference of what you like with IPAs. Go ahead. I would like to state that I
2: feel like the description that New Belgium wrote of this beer was written by a lawyer. Because <laughs> it, if you if you break down what you read to us, this beer could taste like anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> it covers floral citrus. Uh, there could be some particulate. Maybe there isn't. Who knows? It isn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a light, but full flavored, full bodied, but also light on the tongue. And it's just like no.
1: May or may not contain alcohol
2: yes <laughs> could could vary from clear crystal to dark brown no uh, but it uh, doesn't say that but <laughs> it's just one of those about, like and maybe because they used all of those hops and all of those things they're just like this could happen with any batch we have so let's let's a, keep an open mind here a lot of hops I
1: mean this beer stands up to our two-hearted stands up to this beer in terms of just how good it is and two-hearted is one yeah. one hop
0: I have to say that I would actually probably pick this over Two-Hearted.
1: I have. But
0: but Two-Hearted is not a double IPA. No. Two-Hearted is a high ABV IPA. So technically it's a different style. But if I was handed a Voodoo Ranger and a Two-Hearted and I didn't care about driving or whatever, somebody just said, hey, you want an IPA, I would probably pick the Voodoo Ranger just because I like the flavor profile of this more. But I have to go back to their website and kind of make a joke with you, Nathan. I don't get graham cracker or bread dough at all. There is no malt to this. This is no. fucking this is herbal spicy, pine, citrusy, and then nothing else. Like I don't right. I don't get stone fruit, I don't get grass. Yeah, that one threw
1: like, me for a loop. I don't get that anywhere.
0: Yeah. Um but that yeah. doesn't mean this is this is bad this is a yeah, the, consistent by the
2: grass belongs to Sierra Nevada, and they're not giving it up like <laughs> yeah um yeah no i i i would I would have to think of I would might go with this one over two but might have to think about it for a second like yeah. what am I in the mood for that kind of thing because two hearted it it is it is one of those like I love almost any type of pizza you know like in like give that's me a creepy. chicago deep dish give me you know any kind, I'll, I'll enjoy the crap out of but two-hearted is almost like no we're th- we're making a neapolitan pizza it is going to have <laughs> dough sauce and some mozzarella and that's it <laughs> like, um great right. but that's yeah. all you get oh yeah it'll be amazing yeah. But we don't make anything else. Yeah, it's yeah. like the uh, it's like those barbecue food trucks that only serve pulled pork sandwiches. <laughs> pulled like, pork. we don't make anything else. It's yeah. just also you don't get drinks with it. Like That's it's fine. just the sandwich.
1: Just give me a pulled pork sandwich on a bun, Memphis style, <laughs> and I'm done. I'm good. Ah, that sounds really good now. I haven't eaten today. Now I
0: have to. I need to find me a uh, a pork butt to roast. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Anyway. Welcome. Back, back to the beer um and i i have an idea for when world war beer is over we're gonna have our favorite ipas on it's not going to be an ipa blind taste testing we're just going to get back to regular and we're going to change up our grading a little bit and we're going to have our favorite ipas on and we're going to pick our favorite ipa and it's not so much just like we're gonna review them we're gonna review them but okay you look like barry but you sound like disney because this will end in death
2: It Uh, might. It might.
1: That'd be a rough episode. (sighs) Uh, I may have to bleep out the first name.
2: (laughs) Yes, please. Sorry. I thought about that just as I said it. I was like,
1: ooh. Um,. I get this beer so often, and I'm never Ah. disappointed with this beer. There there are some flavors in there cranked up. There are Mm -hmm. some subtleties, but everything works so well. It's so easy to drink for an Imperial IPA. How many Imperials have you had that's like fucking arrogant bastard where it just hits you with hops? Mm -hmm. It just tastes like hops. There's nothing else happening.
0: Uh, It's malty and yeasty just enough to recognize that it's not a bitter bomb. Mm -hmm. Like, it's bitter. It's bitter. For 70 IPUs, i argue that that number's low. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's it's just balanced enough. Just enough to where you're like, yeah, I'll have four of these. I shouldn't, but I will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have. I've regretted yeah. it.
2: <laughs> if you're having four of these in a night, set an alarm. To go off every hour that way you know at least an hour has gone by before you've had another one <laughs> yeah and drink a
0: glass of water before yes. you have the next one
2: yeah yes drink a glass of water eat a loaf of bread then have another one
1: an entire loaf
2: an entire loaf
0: we're talking You'll Still get drunk one but... of those like
1: dense loaves not some light fluffy thing the one that's like this big but weighs like 10 pounds right your ration <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: uh but forget where i was going with this um anyway back to the milk stout
1: this is a a lot tougher than i thought it would be oh wow i get voodoo rangers so often i just thought it would be an instant pick but i really don't know wow that milk stout is awesome
0: that that is a tough pick like My IPA bias wants to come in and be like, well, duh, IPA. But actually drinking the Milk Stout, I'm like, that's a fucking great beer. I
2: think...
1: At the moment, I have my pick.
2: I think the Milk Stout just
0: might be a more pleasurable drink. Hmm. (laughs) Just to break it down from the beginning, stylistic guidelines... The Guinness Milk Stout meets them. The Imperial Ranger, I mean, it, it can't not meet them because the guidelines just don't exist. They're more, they're just more like, yeah, there's a bullet point. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Must contain
1: alcohol. Cool.
0: Yep. Done. <laughs> uh, but it's just such a damn good example of an Imperial IPA. I mean, we talked about it. How like it's how many double IPAs don't have this balanced and nuanced complexity to it. It's such... New Belgium is just amazing at the things they do. There's a reason I almost always have a New Belgium beer in my house. Mm -hmm. may not be Voodoo Ranger, but it's something. They
1: they don't suffer the same thing that Boulevard does, where their normal beers are fine, but their big hitters are amazing. New Belgium is just consistently good.
0: Yeah. All of them across the board are great. Um, But... The, the only reason I'm picking what I'm picking is because there was an internal, like, happy dance that happened with my tongue when I drank one of these beers. And do you need to go to Guinness. the doctor?
1: <laughs>
0: it was the Guinness Milk Stout. And that's what's moving on for me. It's it's a really close battle. Zach's going the opposite.
1: I want to know what you think, Nathan. I've got my pick. I've got my pick set in stone. Oh
0: man, yeah, yeah. It's definitely gonna smoke <sighs> stout for me. One second. <laughs> I, 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 Nathan, deliberate over it I'll, as much as you want. I do not want to say, or I don't want this to come off as this Voodoo Ranger isn't great. Like, if it didn't have this matchup, it would move on. This tournament is about matchups. It's not about We're at the point now where we've established these are 32 of the best beers in the world. Period. This is a damn fine beer. And if it didn't go against Milk Stout, it'd probably be moving on. But for me, the Milk Stout is just better. I wholeheartedly agree. In fact, it wasn't close for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) After I, I, like, I I sipped it a few more times, and I think I... The more we've expanded what we've done, the less. I, I actually think I've developed an anti IPA bias, <laughs> and so I had to take that into account. I was like, Do I am I ju- am I going to vote against this just because it's an IPA? And I'm like, No, because I still love IPAs. Like one of my favorite beers of all time, maybe my favorite beer of all time, doesn't exist anymore because the brewery went to crap, but. Uh, that's an IPA. Um, I just, I almost, I almost voted against the milk stout because we have its grandfather still in the bracket (laughs) that, that, you know, Guinness regular stout is, is, uh, sitting there. And I'm like, do I want both of them? No, I, I do. So,
1: Milk Stout for me. Okay. So, I much prefer the Voodoo Ranger. It's the one that I have in my house all the time, but I am picking the Milk Stout. <laughs> I do think it is actually the better beer. <laughs> Just by a hair. Right. But, man, they did a m- amazing job with that over the moon. Like, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. Even if you aren't looking at its style, like there's nothing off putting about that beer at all.
0: Like I don't like stouts cause they're heavy. Nope. That's super smooth. Yeah. I don't like stouts cause they're dark and roasty. That's not roasty. Like nope. it's roasty, but it's not like a punch you in the mouth. Roasty. Yeah. I don't like stouts cause they're bitter. It's not bitter. No. There's just enough to acknowledge no. it. I don't, I don't like bit uh, stouts cause they're too much an alcohol. Nope. 5% like, no. There is absolutely no reason you should deny yourself the pleasure of drinking this over-the-moon stout. Mm-hmm. We've had great stouts that are heavy, high in alcohol, very
2: roasty, very—you know—we've had those that have that. You mentioned clown beer. Clown Shoes specializes in that type of beer—the punchy in the face, but still delicious beer. The best stout. In my mind, it's still your base Guinness, and that is five percent. Like, and this mm-hmm. this follows in that lineage. It's simple. We just want a conveyance for flavor. It's not going to be heavy. If people see dark beer, they think heavy. We know that's not the case. Yeah. If you want to have the lightest beer in the world, have a dunkel. <laughs> 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 so yeah. Um, no, yeah, I love. I love this beer
1: mm-hmm.
2: so, I, I love both of them <laughs> I,
1: Yeah I hate to see Voodoo Ranger knocked out But
2: yeah, I'm with milked you. out Oh it's um, funny before we recorded I had a conversation with Eileen About um, Cause she went and she just randomly Built me a six pack when she saw At Fresh Market when she saw it was just like nine bucks For any six like just throw them in there um, And Three of the six I believe were IPAs maybe four and she goes, well, I know you're just, you're, you're a huge IPA fan. And I'm like, actually having been in the podcast for this long, <laughs> I like it all. Like, <laughs> like there's no, I was like, you could have probably. And as long as they weren't bad, like I'd probably mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, and so it's funny. Cause when I, I've, I've mentioned before, the first time I ever went to Kansas city Nano Brew festival, it always seemed to me craft brews meant IPAs because when you go to home brewers, events, Nana brewers even microbrewery events half of them or more are IPAs cuz yeah. that's what they brew so it,
1: it was the kind of the the standard there for a while mm-hmm. but it has been nice doing this podcast i have definitely broadened my beer horizons and trying some new stuff i never would have bought a dunkel or a box before so
0: honestly when I went to Liquor World to get um, another plug for Liquor World, woohoo! God, <laughs> you guys should pay us. Um, but when I went to go get um, the elephant and Kuna uh, Lugwid, I almost bought a six pack of Asahi Dry, and then I remembered, nope, nope, nope. I have a keg of Step, dude. I don't need another light <laughs> lager in my house at the moment. But as soon as that's gone, I'm getting an Asahi Dry because it was yeah. that good. And it's just like doing this world where beer. Really shows you that American craft beer is great, but there are macro breweries out there that are not American that do a really fantastic job.
1: There's macro breweries in the U.S. that, well, there's Yunling
0: <laughs> that does it right. Yunling and Sam Adams. Those are the only macro breweries in the U.S., although Stone might be a macro brewery at this point. They have a giant facility in California, and then they have a giant facility in China. Yeah, so I mean they're big. Yeah, and New Born. Belgium is huge. New Belgium's up there, and technically, Dogfish Head, being a part yeah. of Boston Brewing, is... Now a macro brewery. Yeah. 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 So, there's a, there's a lot out there. Um, but you people in the Americas, we've got a couple listeners in the international game, but the Americans out there, hey, we make good stuff, but don't dish your imports. <laughs> they could be very, very pleasing. So definitely uh anyway stick around for tomorrow when i have all the beers again and don't forget <laughs> to get one um, where it's tank seven versus fat tire and look at that, my dates over here uh delirium tremens oh boy i can't wait to drink that beer versus singha lager and i hope that doesn't make me biased towards singha lager or against Singha Lager, I just remember Delirium Tremens being like, why did I wait five years to drink this beer? Yeah. Uh, but I no. Honestly, I think
2: Singha might have a, I don't know. My bias is Fat Tired might not have a shot.
1: Against Tank 7, I think that's going to be a quick bout. Well,
2: <laughs> <I doubt.
0: laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out.
2: We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll
0: find out. Yeah, you never know. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you. (laughs) Have a great still (laughs) midweek.